Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. originally from Ecuador. She has lived in the D.C. area for the past 15 years. In 2013, Gabby earned her BFA in digital media from the Corcoran College of Art and Design. She is fascinated with exploring all the contradictions that shape our thoughts, emotions, and the world around us. Her greatest passion is communication, but also illustration. Gabby eagerly mixes her cultural and social understanding with graphic design skills to deliver a thoughtful product for a variety of audiences. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you taking the time out out of your busy schedule. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background. Where are you from and how did you end up in the Washington, D.C. area? Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. Um, I actually went to school with uh, your significant other. Oh, Indigo. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we shared a couple of classes together, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm originally from Ecuador, uh, a town in Ecuador near the Pacific Coast, uh, Guayaquil. I grew up there, all my family's there. Um, and then my older sister came to live to the Bethesda area maybe 20 years ago. Um, and I used to visit her often, and I, I learned about the Corcoran even before I decided to move here. Um, and then I moved here 15 years ago, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, and then I worked in this history after that. I, um, I entered the Corcoran College of Art and Design uh, to study a BFA in uh, digital media. Mm-hmm. I switched majors uh, the last year. <laughs> um, and, and I just like the world that we were able to do a little bit of fine arts, a little bit of the communication world. And then towards the end, I did more of the video world, which was, I wouldn't consider myself not even close to uh, being good at it, but it gave me a perspective towards it. So that was a, an interesting move towards the end. And and yeah, now I practice uh, graphic design as, as a job, and then I do illustration and Anything that gets my, I guess, artistic mind uh, nurture that I don't get through my work. Uh, I try to do a lot of personal projects and, um, and that's where it becomes like more of an emotional journey for me. Um, but yeah, I have a daughter. <laughs> uh, okay. she's, she's the joy of my life. And then I live with my better half as well. So yeah, that's me. So I've been living here for 15 years, something mm-hmm. like that. So do you mainly work from home? I know everything's been uh, crazy since the the COVID pandemic. Um, Do you mostly work from home or before the pandemic, did you work in the office? Yeah, so no, uh, this has been a huge change in the terms of like, how now it's every day I work from home. So no, I used to uh, walk to an office every day, Monday through Mm -hmm. Friday for the past uh, seven years. I work first at a public affairs agency, and now I work at this nonprofit organization for 
a little bit over three years and yeah, they require us to go there every day. And um, so this started the, since the Corona started back in March, um, mm-hmm. we've been working remotely since then. So um, I'm grateful for technology in that, in that regard um, and just having that opportunity, but definitely I, um, I don't think I'm fully used to it. Um, because anytime I used to work from home, so I, I used to ask to work from home more than often, just because yes. I love having a long time. And as you can imagine, um, nowadays it's very popular to have very open spaces and that's mm-hmm. how I used to work. And it wasn't beneficial for me at all uh, types of the process. Um, and I love just having a long time at home, but now it's different because my daughter and my husband are here, mm. um, which is way different. So we have to find really creative ways of like just what pockets of time I can focus for certain type of projects. There is other type of projects I, I really need uh, more of that separation. But yeah, uh, remotely since March until for sure until the end of the year. Okay. I totally know what you mean about the um, working from home situation and, and trying to balance that. And the, the kid is, is definitely <laughs> a difficult situation, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's quite crazy. So um, tell us a little bit more about your educational background. Did you, or no, tell us when were you introduced to art and how did um, your educational background help you develop it? So I used to draw since I could remember, like that was my way of just expressing myself. And since I was little, it was like a thing for me to like draw and do stuff. And then like my family or friends at school, they would like pay me money to draw things for them. So I started doing it just for fun. And anytime uh, it was a school project, (laughs) Uh, I always was in charge of that area of the project and none of the other areas of the project. So it was um, always fun. And back then, I actually wanted to be a marine biologist. I was uh, obsessed with Jacques Cousteau and nature itself. And um, I just did, never thought you could make a living out of drawing or anything like that. So... Um, then I took a couple of classes and I realized that chemistry and biology wasn't for me. Um, and my teacher at that time, I was uh, back in Ecuador, they make you choose which department you want to focus on uh, before you enter high school. Um, and I chose computers because I was just interested in how things work. So that's actually how I was introduced in a weird way towards art. Um, I was always interested in how things work, how you build things. Um, and my teacher told me about, oh, have you heard of graphic design? You, you have like good skills you can use for that. Or I never heard of it. So I remember it just stuck to my mind. And then uh, later on when I was uh, 17, I learned more of my own and what that mean. And I was really curious about like the whole world of semiotics and learning how people interact with our perceptions and how you can persuade them to things. Um, so I was really interested with that world. And then I feel like the art part for me was always more personal. So it was more about like expressing my emotions. And I always kept it very separate from the world of graphic design per se. 
um, which I always thought that was an interesting journey for me particularly. And then when I enter um, school deciding I wanted to do graphic design, I was so glad I did Corcoran because Corcoran really pushed me to incorporate the fine art um, way of looking at life, even through the lens of graphic design. Um, and I was able to explore that on a separate level, like through painting, through illustrating, through um, drawing, through uh, some type of wood making as well. Um, but more, more importantly, I think the conceptualization of things, uh, it's what really drew me into like, yeah, this is something I will never get bored. Um, I'm always interested in. Um, so I kind of took the, the approach of like, okay, what's a career that can get me a job? And at the same time, I can explore this world that I see is so valuable for society as a whole. Um, so I feel like throughout the whole journey, I have always treated separate, but at the same time, I've always tried to bring that world in, in both sides. So, so now that I, I practice graphic design as a job, um, especially when I went to school, like majority of people in my field didn't really um, per se knew how to draw. They didn't really care for illustration. It was more about like, a different side of graphic design. So it, it was cool. One of, one of my teachers realized some of my sketches and he's like, oh, you should start bringing this, this world into your graphic design. Like, and, and it was so interesting how we as, as creative, a lot of the times do things without being self-aware of it, but we have already arrived to a, some type of a solution without knowing it. And then as soon as my teacher and people will bring it up, I would be like, oh yeah, I didn't thought about like fusing these two different ways uh, into one thing. So I started to bring in a lot of illustration skill set into the graphic design world. And a lot of it was not just like the vector world, right? Which is very typical in that field. It was, um, I was still pretty in love with the analog process of doing things by hand. And how did you bring that that mood into something that is computerized. So I, that was something that I, as soon as that click, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be my form of creativity. And I always, I have such a high regard for art. So I never consider it to be art because I'm always like, oh, it should be, should be more pure. But at the same time, like I'm being a stupid because this should be Everything that comes from creativity and conceptualization, I feel like it's it's a way of art. Um, but yeah, I think since then I kind of embrace bringing the two worlds together. And when I cannot bring them together, I do uh, illustrations on my own, um, and that's that has been like my outlet that has kept me going, especially when I feel burned out in the computer world. If that makes sense. I was just about to ask that, um, how do you find the drive to create your own pieces after you did your, I guess, nine to five or your regular uh, career goals? Like, how do you, how do you create your own pieces and still, how do you go to work and then have enough energy and, and, and artistic, uh, know how to produce your own work? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, 
it, to be, give you the honest answer, I, and this is attached to a personal journey and I'm in currently, I feel like, especially you probably relate to this as, as young people, we push ourselves a lot. Um, and I do feel like the first five years of, of my career, I did a lot. Um, so it would be kind of like what you're saying, like my nine to five job was not a nine to five. It was normally a 10 hour job um, just because of the nature of what we do. Um, and then I would just feel like something, it, maybe this is like where pride comes in or not even pride, but it's kind of like there is a voice in you that was not, hasn't been able to uh, being expressed, right? Um, and it's like, I, I, it's almost like you have this need, almost like, you know, drinking water or going to sleep. So it was, I would push myself to the point of like, I have to create something that I um, either feel proud of or it made me feel something or it made me think of something. Um, so that was kind of my own motivator and, I think that's why I mentioned the word burn, burnout. I did burn out pretty early in my career and, and I made the switch into a nonprofit organization, which the work-life balance, the nature of the work that they do requires a little bit less hours than um, the other one. And that gave me, that's when I realized that for me it was as important to do both. Um, and I needed a space to being able to work, but then have enough time that I could do my personal projects. So to answer your question, I'm not really answering. I think I go through phases too. I realize this, I'm very seasonal. Um, at the beginning of the year, I tend to be really productive in my personal projects. I, I have like taken an inventory of myself. Um, and then normally in the summer, I'm not. Um, and I just think it's because of like hanging out with family, hanging out with friends and being outdoors. Like that's something that now with time, I realize that that's as important, um, as dwelling on your work. And that's something that, um, I realized the hard way. Um, and it's so a I good, go through phases. Yeah. It's a good way to, I guess, recharge your batteries and mm -hmm. gain life experience, uh, to put inside your art, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that helps me too when I go on travels or when I hang out with my family and I have an idea, I just write it down and I'm like, okay, eventually when I have time to dive in into a project, when I feel creatively burned out and I want to create something for myself um, or to put out in the world, like I, I have um, like a Google Doc of, of things that I go back and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I thought of this and and that's another way that I release that energy without having to invest too much time in it. Um, but yeah, I would say I learned that I go through stages and sometimes I do too much, sometimes I do nothing. Um, and it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how does um, illustrating for a company work? Do they give you an idea of what they want and you... I guess, figure it out or figure out how to uh, create their vision? Yeah, it's, it's a mixture of both. Um, so sometimes depending on the project, so I work in the creative department. So anytime they have a, a project coming up, 
they will invite somebody from the creative department to sit on their meetings or if they already have the idea of what type of product they need, um, they will bring us in. And then they, for example, like you can have anything from the spectrum of we're going to have a report and we need a cover illustration for that report. And then you pitch in an idea within that subject matter, right? Um, and not only we go through like a normal process of like, I have a couple of meetings with them. I ask them a bunch of questions. I get materials from them. I read whatever it is that I need to read. Uh, I make sketches. They review the sketches. If they hate it, we go back to square one. If they like it, we continue to illustration. Um, then my creative director gets involved um, in terms of aesthetics and just making sure everything is on brand or if we're exploring a new style that everything you know, feels cohesive, that kind of stuff. So that's normally one avenue we take. There is another avenue that happens uh, not as often, but that's the one that I try to push uh, more. It's they just come to you with something they need. They don't even know what they need yet. Uh, and you help them kind of, that's where I kind of always, not always, but I always try to bring in my illustrations into this, right? So I'm like, have you thought of illustrations instead of stock photography? Um, so they're normally super welcoming to ideas like that. And then that's how I have built this, like my own like little house for, I'm doing illustrations on my job, which is not very common, but I, it's because I'm, I'm in certain projects, I'm at a place that I could suggest that before they even start deciding what they need or want. Um, so it's like another way of like saying, oh, have we thought of doing a series of illustrations for that connect from the website to the brochure? And like, do we think that this is gonna work? And, and normally after that similar process, if they buy in the idea, um, we start sketching and they accept the process and all of that. And sometimes uh, the other side too is, <clears throat> because this is a, a big nonprofit, they have a lot of work to put out. Um, sometimes they already know what they want and it's a project that they, they have created illustrations already, not done by me, for example by somebody else years ago. So whatever new product they create, I have to mimic that style or mimic uh, that way of illustrating. So that's another experience in that world as well. That um, Believe it or not, even though I'm not a fan of it, it's, it's a good kind of break from having to start everything from scratch as well. Um, so yeah, that's probably the three different um, avenues you can we can take one when we think about illustration in that department. So is your focus mainly digital or do you do physical media as well? Like books, children books, or anything along those means? Uh, you mean personally or for work? Both. Uh, both. Yeah, both. For work, I'm trying to remember, everything's digital. Um, so a lot of the times, whatever... Uh, illustration or design I create uh, ends up living in the website and uh, different uh, different social media channels they have uh, events they have a lot of events too um, so if they have an event and we're creating the whole kind of branding for that event mm -hmm. um, there is some stuff that is print as well like a if it's like a welcoming thing and, and the whole look and feel of that event but it's still everything was created digitally um, 
And when it comes to personal work, uh, I, I go through stages too. So I recently got a, an iPad and I've been fascinated with the idea of like, how do we replicate uh, the natural world into the digital world, right? Um, mm. So I've been dabbling that, and but with the purpose of capturing still these like natural intricacies. Um, but yeah, I do um, watercolors, um, acrylics, uh, pen and ink, majority of the times. But no, I haven't done any children's book. If you want me to, uh, <laughs> you should um, send me your story. I would love to do one. <laughs> but no, I haven't. Uh, all of it is like normally single, single items. Normally part of a series, if I'm in a mood of exploring a particular style or a particular concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah. So it's a mixture, I guess, personally. Have you uh, worked on any editorial illustrations for a publication? Yeah, so um, uh, I did one for actually for our old school. Uh, we did a couple for my old college back when it was still Corcoran. Uh, it's Corcoran, but you know what I mean. Uh, in my current job, they have uh, two publications that they put out quarterly. Um, uh, two magazines that are kind of more like journal styles. And I'm normally uh, involved with at least one editorial illustration per quarter. So that's something also that um, I really enjoy doing. Mm, Cool. What inspires you uh, for your personal concepts for illustration? I would say more than one thing, but I think emotions will be a big one for me. Um, Emotions, nature, I'm just fascinated with nature. Um, uh, sometimes it's uh, it's like the smallest thing. So like if, if I were to think about a memory I had, uh, normally, I don't know if they have, this happens to you, but what sticks to me from a particular memory is something really small. And then I, I, I want to draw that. It's almost like I want to keep that memory alive through that way but then I make it about something completely different which is a really interesting approach um but yeah I would say emotions nature and color I'm really fascinated with color um that inspires me a lot like I could I could um I think that's one of the reasons why I really like fashion is I could be looking at something and and the color combination of something inspired me to think about a certain element. And then it's like, I want to think about, oh, how I will look on a composition. And if I make it into something literal, what could it be? So that's, um, that's one approach that I've been on that train lately. Um, yeah, those three things probably. But emotions, I, I um, it's interesting because anytime I go back to my personal projects, I could tell personally what I was going through. Um, but it's not really obvious, at least I don't think from, from an average perception. I don't think it's very obvious, but I could almost tell like if I was in a very chaotic time, my art would be more chaotic or um, like you could tell, like <laughs> I even think about like, I would use the way I would use like ink or or color would be very like 
saturated and harsh and um, there's so much more of a emotion behind it. And then you could tell that I go through a different phase, particularly lately, um, which is all about like softer textures and nothing super defined and colors and um so it's yeah i always think i'm attached to a mood i'm a very moody person <laughs> uh so yeah i bring that in on my personal illustrations for sure that kind of reminds me uh similar to music how um you can listen to a particular song that you heard when you were a kid um and I could smell the dinner my mother used to make uh, back every Sunday. And it just brings yeah. that emotion out of you, you know. And um, quick question, um, has your art changed since you became a mother? Yeah, I did. I did big time. Um, it's weird, though, because for me, I went to school when my daughter was really young. Right. So it's I feel like it's school really. I wouldn't say it changed me, but it directing me into my inner skills, if you want to call them that, or my inner voice is actually more accurate. And then as I went into the work environment, and yeah, actually, yeah, because as she's growing, it also makes me think about other things and I react to that and I create for that. Um, Yeah, I don't know, I would say if my daughter has changed my like, artwork i or maybe the emotion that yeah. it brings behind it you know yeah the emotion yeah that's true because it's also what i did realize after after having my daughter it's even the concepts that i think about are a little bit bigger mm. um almost from like a bigger perspective it's like having a kid just makes you think about yourself in a bigger way and i think um and I think through that process, your emotions also become this, oh, <laughs> this feels like therapy. But <laughs> what I was going to say when you brought up my daughter, um, it is interesting because I, it's almost like raising her makes me realize about emotions about me as a child. And I think those emotions as a child, I, they're so strong on everything I do for illustrations. Like if you take a look at like, some of it can be really like, so like gentle and, and more adult per se, but then some of it is very kid-like and, and I feel like that part of me is very alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and raising my daughter, especially now, she's at a different stage, it brings out it's almost like kind of what you were talking about the memories. It makes me think of my memories when I was a child. So it unpacks, it unpacks this whole world. Um, so yeah, I think maybe, maybe that's why I have to create after work. It's like another way of me um, processing everything that's happening you know, around me and inside of me. <laughs> it's really weird, uh, especially for me having a son. It's like, almost looking at a reflection that isn't me it's yeah. like it's just a crazy crazy feeling it is <laughs> it is it's so weird yeah. um as a recipient of an art degree how important is a formal education and training in illustration from my personal uh experience very important i feel like the 
the exposure you get from your work being criticized in a very structural format. It is something that hopefully, if you take it with you in the right ways, becomes part of you. And no matter what work you decide to create after that, like if you take just that piece alone, I think that's what makes makes for me that style of education so important because that that's how you make your, your work grow. That's why, um, which is harder for me to not become attached to your work and look at it more as a, as a thing that you get to evolve it and um, lands you to opportunities and, and, and places that you don't think you can get uh, if you become too attached or if you're not used to constructive criticism. Um, and I feel like school really does that, especially a, a, like an art school, right? Um, does that very well from the moment you're there. And it's, it's a little harsh, but I think it's, it's super needed. Um, I do think it doesn't, at the end of the day, it's always going to be up to you. Um, so I feel like it's a still, I, I feel like it's still like 70% is going to be what you make out of it. So if you're not very motivated or if you really don't have the, the drive to kind of keep recreating what art means to you and how it fits into our current society um, so that hopefully you have a job or that, uh, not even a job, but that you have a purpose for your art, I guess. Um, I think that's, that's the harder part, but school, it's, it's really important. I, I, I think it does more benefit than, than it doesn't. All those school loans are awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I would never, that's like, I would never go, I'm not going to say never, but 90% sure I would not go to a master's degree just because of the money issue. Um, and I just prefer to kind of what I was telling you earlier, like, you know, I invest on maybe on a software or on a class here and there or, having time alone and creating on my own that that's that's already kind of mini school for you but yeah I would encourage people to do it at the very least I feel like also it helps you know what you're able to hang with and what you're not and I feel like if people don't expose themselves in a classroom setting especially art school it's such a practical experience um I think the earlier you know um and you get to try different things, the better it is when you jump into like quote unquote workforce. So yeah, I would say yes. I answer my own question afterwards, <laughs> yes. I can agree. Um, another benefit is just learning from your peers and people who I guess are like-minded and might be as hungry as you in similar fields. And um, just bouncing ideas off and, and, and not taking, but learning a little bit of the tef- different techniques from a different perspective also helps you as a, help you as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome that you say that because uh, when I think about criticism being an important piece, I, what I love about school, it was that not only the teacher was encouraged to critique, it was the students itself. And I actually got the best criticism from students, um, yeah. even from teachers. Of course, teachers did good too, but it's kind of that, it's that view that that they bring and becomes part of your perception as well, which is really cool. Mm. 
what is important to you as a person, uh, art or non-art related? Do I have to pick one? <laughs> you can do both. It's fine. This is therapy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> have you thought of doing this? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Uh, I bah, more than I'm not very good at making choices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say I love spending time with my family, my daughter, my husband, um, my my extended family, my uh, hanging out with friends. I love illustrating. Like for me, that's my fun time because if if my, if my job requires more of illustrating, I might not do that on my spare time. So it's almost like a balance game. Mm. Um, I love nature, so anything outdoors, I, I like to travel. Um, if I cannot travel, I like to go see new places that, you know, are near trees and, and water and animals. I love that. Um, mm. Gardening. I've been trying to get into <laughs> gardening. Uh, a lot of the times it's because I'm jealous. My neighbor has a really cool garden, and she grows so many things, and I'm just growing one thing. <laughs> But it's fun to see like plants change. Um, it's very therapeutic. Um, and yeah, and then watching watching movies, that, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's it. Cuddling with my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> As we know, America is a nation uh, of basically immigrants. Um, as an immigrant, how important is it to address your identity and heritage in your work? I think it's important in the most subtle ways. So for me, my personal experience has never been in the very obvious ways. And I'm trying to get at the answer. It's more like, um, so for example, at my job, anytime they ask me to create something, Mm. I think because my, my, my experience as an immigrant, it's, it's a little bit wider in the sense of like, so anytime uh, my husband will share, for example, his writings, right? And I'm like, you're assuming that your reader is American, for example. Mm-hmm. And it would be something very small, like he would use, be using a, a word um, that in the English language, if you are in America, you understand it in the context that he's talking about, but not mm-hmm. necessarily in a wider context. So I realized that I think that way a lot. So anytime somebody at my work uh, will ask for something, I will always kind of take a step and be like, okay, but can everybody understand this? Mm-hmm. Could anybody relate to this in a universal level? Can we get to the core of it without having to be so specific that only a very few specific group of people will kind of get it or will feel identified with that, right? That That's probably the hardest part. Um, so I think I bring it into that, into just like the way I get things before I even put them out. Um, and then I think of my personal work, I go through stages. I, I definitely have a stages that my identity as an immigrant comes through like language I realized that a lot and through naturally focus on like emotions and that seems to be so universal or uh, moments in time that seem more universal and maybe that's why I do it subconsciously because I want 
different people from different backgrounds to identify with this without having to to only get it or feel identify if you belong to a, a certain box, if that makes sense. I think it's incredibly important to gain different perspectives from everyone because it's hard to challenge yourself when you I guess just hang around the same group of people um, that hang around in the same same circles. You don't really challenge yourself and you don't really bring a, a broader perspective behind different situations. So I totally agree. What inspires you by beyond making art? I would say a mixture of reading, like reading about uh, history it inspires me a lot. Um, I love to see patterns in, in people and in societies and uh, film. Film does that too, right? Because it's another way of telling history or emotions or a character's journey. Um, and nature. <laughs> I'm going to be this like, I'm sorry, I'm not like a tree hugger person, but I, I just, I get inspired by nature so much. Like I, um, I think it's fascinating, like, uh, everything we learn from nature from a psychological point of view through a visual point of view, it's all about the opposites and the contrast and the uh, saturation and the emptiness. And I don't know, it's, um, it's almost like it gives me the space to let my mind just run free. Mm. It's one of the few places I feel, I feel that element. And there's almost a, a wisdom with nature you know plants being like the oldest species on the planet like living yeah. species like just the energy behind that is 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 super crazy yeah and you feel different too like i realize maybe that's what i like it, it removes a little bit of my anxiety because it's almost like you feel so small mm -hmm. compared to everything and and it's almost like you get like a um, like I view it's almost like uh, it helps me it helps me it has helped me tremendously from a personal emotional uh, level too to kind of come back to your center absolutely um, what are you hoping to further explore with your art I would say at this moment in time just exploring, exploring myself, exploring others, exploring what I see in others. Mm. Um, I really love the idea of uh, somebody looking at something you created and them feeling or thinking of something. I think that experience alone is, um, is one that I want to continue to explore. I have, I think the, the thing that I, been thinking about a lot more lately is like the physicality of art um, mm -hmm. and how, you know, because my job and also because of space, I, I tend to stay very small, very contained. Mm -hmm. And I think by default, you create differently that way. Um, so it has crossed my mind a lot lately, of, especially because of what I was telling you about nature of like, how do I bring in this element of uh, creating beyond this boundary of a box. Um, mm. So I don't know if that's a story or if that's writing or if that's a short film or if that's actual sculpture or if it's like, 
I don't know. <laughs> but that's kind of like my open-ended question I have there. Um, how do I, I go beyond that space? Mm. Are you creatively fulfilled? Yes and no. <laughs> Is that a, an answer you relate to? <laughs> um, I would say I am in the sense of um, I, I have become better at listening to myself, if that makes sense. So a lot of the times when I, I create, um, I tend to do things that I used to tend to do things that I thought is what they asked me, for example. Mm. Or I thought that um, it was just the quote-unquote right thing to do or... Um, yeah, yeah, that, that probably would be the two. Or it would be like a mixture of, oh, I should, you know, I should not do this. This is too out there or this is too personal. Or So now I, I have become more comfortable on my own skin on bringing in more of my personal voice into everything I do. Mm. Um, even if it's a small thing and I... Um, and I feel like that, that is what gives me fulfillment. Um, and I would say the reason why I said no, it's because, you know, I don't know if you relate to this, but there is so many like projects that I wanted to do for the past three years. And like, I even have a, a list <laughs> that I was supposed to do and I haven't done it. You know, I've done maybe one out of the seven um, so I just wish I was more disciplined for my own time. Um, mm. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you have a lot, like, not even that you, I feel like every artist has a life, but um, when I see value in all the parts of my life, like I feel like otherwise I would just be in a, in a creative mode at all times. And I don't know if, if my family would take it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that would be the reason why I would say no. I have to get better and more disciplined about my own projects, um, which is something um, I don't do enough on a long format. Even though this corona has been really devastating and um, very tragic, just the fact that we are able to just slow down and not continue the wake wash work routine or just get up, just use our energy just to go to work and, and be there and work. Um, it's, it's great that we could take time out for ourselves and focus, you know, on our art and recharge our batteries. And I think for me, it just helped me uh, realize a few things about myself and become a, a better artist. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that because I, I think that is the beauty of um, having that creative eye uh, on because when, when things like this happen, you can, you can look for that opportunity of, okay, this is my way of, uh, of making things have a little more sense or more purpose and, mm-hmm. and you go about it. Yeah, I feel like at the beginning of quarantine, I was very into my tiny illustrations. It was like a good way of like, okay, now that I have time, I can do the things that I said I can do when I didn't have time. 
Um, but now that I'm used to this, <laughs> I haven't created anything. Uh, so yeah, I'm my worst enemy and my biggest cheerleader all at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do you see your career in five years? Where do I see my career in five years? I would love to be involved in more, um, I don't, I don't know if the right word is storytelling, but film or mm. um, animation. Anything that kind of allows you to tell a story in a, in a movie format and with kind of what you were mentioning earlier too that really interests me. It's like how music becomes part of your art and the dialogue and the script and all of that. Like mm-hmm. if, if I could be a, a, a little speck on that, speck on that world, I, I think it's a fascinating experience. Um, um, just like literally one of my biggest things in five years is I want to be able to, to have a setup that I can jump into creating my personal projects at all time. Mm. Um, like just building that space and, and that time. Um, and I think it would be easier once, you know, my daughter is older and, and stuff like that. Um, and, um, yeah, at my current uh, position, like, yeah, I would love to do our direction. Mm. I, I really enjoy that. Um, I love to see when, when people take your ideas, uh, and they make it into their own. I like that process. Um, so yeah, being on, on that arena, helping younger designers uh, in that world, I think it's, it's also something I've seen myself in five years. What has 2020 felt like to you? Mm. he kind of gives me the answer that I keep thinking about 2020 which is the type of job I have at the moment the the age that my daughter is in is just old enough that it's not going to drive me insane to be at home 24-7 my job is it's pretty open to me working from home. So that security is there, which is, I think, half of the battle of how we feel about our days. Um, also, even, even relationship issues I was having with my husband. To know that now we're spending every moment together and to know that the past two years we have done like really serious like self-growth and that has helped our co-living um yeah way of existing like I just keep thinking about I'm like what if this happened five years ago I don't think I would be ready for this right so it is it is it's a weird thing because it's like 2020 has been a year that you know I I feel extremely sad and, and, and angry about you know the shenanigans we have seen from everything from the virus itself to 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 hate on race and police brutality and 
you know, like, and then like knowing people that has lost their jobs because of Corona and like, uh, knowing like when I was reading the statistics about how many kids don't eat because they don't go to school. I really like, I just, it's weird. And I don't know if you go through this, but I go in a spiral. I feel extremely guilty. Right. Like I, I'm like, okay, why is this all these people in these ways? And I, you know, I feel very stable, very content. Um, but at the same time, I, I do have a lot of like, um, I guess it made me, it made me uh, real. This is a year that I'm thinking about things uh, from that lens of like, what happens if, if everything goes away? Like, what is it that should matter? What is it that my energy should be put in? If I were to, it's weird. I know it's kind of gray and ominous, but if I were to like die tomorrow, like, am I okay with everything that has happened till now? And it's it's just such an interest. I know it's kind of hard to talk about, but it's such a good perspective to have in life. Um, so that's definitely has been that. And then the part that I have hated the most is not being able to. Um, see my family and friends like I normally would have this year. I think that has been pretty, pretty hard. Um, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed that, you know, I'm not alone at home and that kind of stuff that I know uh, other people are going through that and you can't imagine um, that part. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's hard on the conscience. It's almost like survivor's guilt in a sense, you know, and we should all as a collective do more to help each other out, but it's just hard to talk to certain people, especially um, when we have lack of leadership, you know? So I don't know. I, I think we just need to do good things and put good energy out in the world. So we don't have that dark shadow over us, you know, and that's the best we can do. If you could talk to your younger self about what you know today, what would you say? <laughs> uh, probably two things. Um, take things a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if everybody out there can identify with this, but I, I, I'm the type of person that can be really hard on myself, even on my own goals. And the ways in which I go about them, I'm, I'm too hard on myself. Um, and I would say for your well-being is as important as your goals. And just remind yourself to, to take a little bit of a lighter, lighter heart attitude towards things. I think it, it doesn't mean that things are not important. It just means you have a little bit more space between what's happening and what you're feeling. Um, and I think if I had that early on, I would have had a less um, painful journey. <laughs> um, and then the second thing would be always ask yourself on everything that you're doing and not doing, is this true to myself? Like, am I staying true to myself? Mm. Um, and I know it's weird because when we're young, we don't even know what myself is yet, right? We're still exploring that. But at the same time, we know, you know? It's like, 
you know what's not you and, and you know what's not really speaking to you. You're doing it because it's expected of you or you're doing it because you think that's the way in. And, and I think an element of that is good to have. I don't think it should not be there, but I think in core things that you decide to do with your career or life, try to ask yourself that question often. And, and that's something that now, um, kind of what I was telling you about my journey of like bringing in my illustration and my own voice into things I do. At the beginning, I thought it was not the right thing to do. And, and I wish I, I was more comfortable with that from the beginning. Because um, even if things don't work out, at the very least you know that, you know, you did something that you knew it was, it was right for you. I don't know. It's, it's a different uh, griefing that happens when you do things uh, after trying them than not, if that makes sense. So yeah, that would, those would be the two things. <laughs> That's heavy, man. That's heavy. Um, if anyone wants to learn more about you and your art, how can they follow your journey? I would say Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I am, uh, as I was telling you, I have been very bad about my uh, projects and I haven't updated. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of creative relate to this. I haven't updated my portfolio website in, um, in more than five years so i would say um instagram mm. uh I'm, I'm a public uh follower so you can just find me i believe i'm under gabby scala Ort. Mm. um and then my behance too which is behance.net slash and gabby i have some of my older artwork um but that i do plan to update in my portfolio very soon mm. <laughs> yeah Cool. My Instagram. So, so if they wanted to, I guess, request a, a commission on your free time or something, could they contact you there as well? Yeah. 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 I believe I have on my Behance and my Instagram, I have uh, ways you can reach me through private messaging or email. Sweet. sweet yeah. Sweet. I love any opportunities like that. I always welcome. Perfect. Perfect. I just want to thank you again for talking with me today. Um, you were very great energy. Uh, love the vibe and I really appreciate What's it. What's up, beautiful people? Thank oh, you for thank tuning you. in. Into and another I'm episode so glad you guys are doing Habits this. Podcast. This, Here this is your really quote of the you day. You're, You're off to great places. Today is your day. And I can't wait to your mountain to is waiting. So get on your way. Dr. Sweet, Seuss. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe, like, share and download. Peace, family. Have a good one.